Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, May the 6th. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me this week on the show, I've got Curtis. Curtis. That sounded like Pop Goes the Culture After Dark. It, it did. I'm ready for Pop Goes the Culture After Dark. If you if you want to subscribe, subscribe right now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know that any of us are ready for that. And? Katum. What's been going on, fellas? Well, K-Dub, you start with the story you just told us. What story did you tell us? Oh, uh, the, yeah, <laughs> I don't know that we want to tell that story on the show. No? Okay. I, I think know. you can tell part of it. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't get into all <laughs> the, the... I was getting all flustered. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could just say a friend of mine um, does remodeling, and uh, I guess when the person moved out, they left a gigantic box of porn. So he uh, got a hold of me and said, hey... I hate to ask you this. It's weird to ask you this. But <laughs> Whatever. And He's like, hey, man, I'm really looking forward to asking <laughs> you this. <laughs> At first, I'm like, am I the go-to guy for that? I really right, don't think right. I am, but uh, he was wanting to know. Hey, you're the porn guy, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, no, I'm not. But uh, he uh, was wanting to know, you know, is there any place he could sell it at? And right. there was like VHS and DVDs. And it's not like DVDs were older, too. So, And uh, I don't know person just carried it around for a while or they were into the older <laughs> stuff i don't know but so I lots like, of hair in those <laughs> <laughs> yes. tomatoes or bushes you can grow tomatoes in but uh so i was like I, let me do a quick google search so doing a quick google, google search i <laughs> yeah, learned you're, you're gonna get all the ads now <laughs> probably pro- i didn't think about that but uh i found out that etsy has an adult side to their website so you're just looking and you clicked on and the link and it takes you to etsy and there's like there was socks i think with naked people or something like that. but then there was the dvds that people were selling so and they looked like older dvds so i was like right. I, I sent him a quick picture and said hey this is this looks like and so i guess he's gonna try it out so i was like let me know yeah let I'm us curious. know follow up on that story in the yeah. coming weeks we want yeah, to know I'm how curious goes. to see what happened with it so pop culture after dark really would like to know <laughs> that's right <laughs> on our only fans page you can see photos no but that was crazy i i just thought etsy was you know you make crafts <laughs> little old ladies like, yeah. the crochet right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, what else is over here? Oh, <laughs> those same little old ladies are selling their porn collection. Exactly, selling their husband's <laughs> old porn collection. Yeah, yeah, sure, their husbands. Yeah, <laughs> who's ever? Uh, yeah, Curtis, well, that's what, what they're telling people. Curtis, what have you been up to this week? Uh, let's see. I watched a couple of films. What'd you watch? Uh, first one I watched uh, the French Dispatch. And what'd you think of the French Dispatch? It was um, it was interesting. Uh, I remember you you had said it was probably the most Wes Anderson film he's ever made, and you're not wrong. It's definitely. Right. Uh, I feel like he's probably found his groove because he's kind of you know he does this he does that but this this movie was just sort of like here's everything that i've done and i've learned and it's all in one movie all in one movie and uh yeah i don't know it's not really it's not really my my favorite of his by far but i did enjoy it it was a bit hard to follow 
<laughs> some of it. All right. Like the French speaking stuff went by quick. Yeah. Like the subtitles. So I was just <laughs> like, okay, I'm just not going to get that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can but, always back it up and pause it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I was entertained. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for the amount of nudity that was in it. There's it was, a lot of nudity in that movie. Yes. Yeah. And it's mainly the, the one, the chick. one gal. Yeah. yeah from uh, the James Bond movies. The James Bond movies, which yeah. she's, she's French. She's done a lot of that before. Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. I've seen it. <clears throat> so it was, Kenny, I'm sure. <laughs> Curtis has a box of VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sell on Etsy later. Yeah, I've, I do. I've yeah. never seen the James Bond movie, and I've never seen the movie you're talking about. So. Oh, that's all right. But, uh, yeah, I watched that, and then um, I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. What did you think of it? I mean, it had already been spoiled. Right. Because um, you are kind of late to the party on that one. <laughs> I, I was, which was my fault. Right. But, um, I mean, it was not terrible. I, I mean, I did enjoy it. I felt like there was some stuff in that movie I, that was, um, like, for instance, you know, if you're going to have Willem Dafoe in your movie playing the character that he played in Spider-Man, you're going to get a certain performance. Don't cut away from it. Like, there, he would do some stuff, and I'm just like, oh, why'd you cut away? Like, just let him eat the scenery. You know, like yeah. I felt like I think it, I think it was because they were trying to maintain <clears throat> for the most of the movie. They are still trying to maintain some ambiguity, I think, with his character. Yeah. Which is why they didn't let him just go nuts. Right. I don't know. I, I, there were some edits in that film. I felt like I just learned today weird. that William Defoe, when he's playing the Norman uh-huh. character and where he's not having any of the weird goblin stuff going on, he puts in fake Dentures, teeth. Yeah. And it changes his facial structure, but yep. then he takes my. I, I didn't know yeah. that until yep. today. I, I was didn't like, know "Wow, that either." Yeah, no, I, I'd heard that somewhere before, but yeah. I mean, otherwise, I mean, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I liked the uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like just seeing them together and acting together. I thought that was fun. Some fun I, stuff. <laughs> I saw earlier this week uh, that. Uh, Marvel had come out and said the reason why it never got a Chinese release of mm-hmm. that movie. I mean, it made a billion dollars without opening in China, the I, second I biggest, this, largest, yeah. largest market. It was because the Chinese uh, officials, the censorship board there, uh, for them to get a Chinese release, they would have had to have cut out the Statue of Liberty, which is the set piece for the entire finale of the movie. So... I don't know what they were supposed to have put in its place. <laughs> just right. just scaffolding building. or, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. CGI just, Chris Evans' face on it since I, they had a yeah. shield at the top of it anyway. I, I don't know. know. It's just odd that they're like, yeah, you can't. we can't show the Statue of Liberty. Mm. It's like, okay. Well, that was weird. Yeah. It's just a completely odd. Like, uh, clearly they did not want <laughs> to show the movie in China, so... Well, yeah. It's just the I oddest mean, thing to just say, yeah, you can't have that set piece. I mean, honestly... New York City itself right. is just as American as the Statue <laughs> right. of Liberty is, yeah. you know? Right. Know. It's uh-huh. like, no, no, no. Change change New York. Change it somewhere else. Like, oh. Put it in, I don't know, Beijing. Beijing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. Just, just throwing out names here. <laughs> just, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> but no, overall, it was a good movie. I don't think it's my favorite of the, the three of those. Yeah. By any means. But, you know. It was good. Right on. Uh, so while we're talking Marvel, uh, I caught the Moon Knight finale. <laughs> Kenny, did you catch the Moon Knight finale? Yes, I did. Curtis, you've not been watching the Moon Knight on No, Disney not Plus. yet. Yeah. No. Uh, what did you think, Kenny, without any spoilers? Because I know not everybody's had a chance to see it yet. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much my take, too. <laughs> yeah. I... Uh, I actually watched it twice. Right. Which wasn't hard because it was the shortest episode of any series that Marvel has put out 
on Disney Plus. The yeah. Moon Knight finale, when you've got room to play with time, instead of going bigger, they said, let's just make this the shortest episode of anything that we've done so far. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of, you know, there was rumored of a couple of people that were going to potentially show up to right. tie him into the Other Marvel Universe going on, stuff, yeah. but that didn't ever happen. And I was like, well, okay, that's fine, you know, but... I, <laughs> Even watching a second time, I picked up a few more things the second time that I was like, okay, for some reason I didn't catch it or whatever. You know, it was it was okay. It wasn't like I, like a lot of the finales for the other stuff. At least they're like, okay, this is it, you know, and and they gave us some fun stuff, you know. Right. I'm not spoiling anything for anybody because there's little right. things that mean a lot to people. Yeah, and uh, but I was just like, huh. So that's, that's, that's it, huh? That's it, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's like you're not gonna messing with us and give us like another episode or two, right? So I was like, okay, I I was a little let down because I am a Moon Knight fan, not crazy, but I love the character. Some of the things that I've been shown, right? That I was like, oh, this is a cool character, and you can have a lot of neat stuff with it. And I, I think they fell short on this one. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tend to agree. <laughs> it, it was just like, huh. And I saw that, uh, I guess, last week after the fifth episode aired, they released a trailer for the sixth episode, the finale. Uh, and it said, you know, join us for the Moon Knight finale, whatever season finale, series finale is what it was. But then, like, I guess this week, like, Tuesday, I want to say people were showing. No, no, they've changed the trailer. Even it's in in the last five days, so now it says the series or the season finale instead of the series finale yeah. or the end of the story type shit. So leading to speculation that <coughs> apparently they're going to do a second season, which they leave it open for that. But like he said, unless you got something better to give me in a second season, yeah, that's gonna, <laughs> that's going to be hard to watch. I mean, I it get, wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't well, bottom shelf. Marvel no. certainly wasn't top shelf Marvel. No. It's not bottom either. It's squarely right in the middle, but lower end of the middle, I think, of what they've been doing. Yeah. Like and- like Hawkeye and Falcon and Winter Soldier for me are like smack dab right in the middle. <laughs> like that's not bad and that's not good. It's just right in the middle. There's fun stuff and then there's opportunities left on the table. This falls just a little below both of those for me, I think. Yeah. I like I said, I was just kind of bummed. I mean, I like a lot that they did with it, and but they, like, his backstory, like, I guess they've just figured, well, this is going to be six and done, and that's right. all we got, so we got to throw in everything so much, and it's like the old everything but the kitchen sink, you know? <laughs> right. It felt a little like that, and it's like, did we need... Some and of the it, other yeah. stuff, and I just, I don't know. There, yeah, there's about an episode and a half out of the six episodes that you could have done something but different yeah. with. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's not poo-pooing on it by right. no means or nothing like that. It's just. It's worth watching once. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll or see. twice in your case, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, because I, after the first time watching it, I was like, did I miss something? Because did I doze off a little bit? Or yep. what? I was like, something had to. So I was like, I'm just going to watch it again. Like the rest of the episode was taking place in between the blackouts, I yeah. think. <laughs> so, so yeah, we, we filmed the rest of it and we even got the effects in, but we would decide just to do some blackouts. It's like, there. am I suffering a little bit? <laughs> Maybe that was the point. Maybe they're trying to make you feel like you were suffering blackouts yeah. as well. Well, if you did, you did a great <laughs> job. Great job, That elevates it <laughs> to upper middle <laughs> instead of lower middle. Not too shabby. 
National Flame. <laughs> Touche, Marvel. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I saw that, and I'm all caught up on uh, Winning Time over on HBO Max. Still the best show on television in 2022 for my money, but actually, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I want to thank Shoot. my co-host for being uh, here today. Thank everybody for listening to the podcast whenever and wherever you are catching us. we got a great show for you this week. We are drafting our Expendables squad. You all are familiar with the movie The Expendables or The Expendables 2 or 3 or 4 or 5 or 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do a fictional characters Expendables squad for each of us. We're each going to draft four fictional characters to fill out our okay. special teams. We'll, I, I we'll get into specifics later. Okay. I know you're, you're going to ask questions. We'll answer yes. them all when we get to that point in the show. Because I'm prepared for both. All so. right. <laughs> all that plus what's new and newsworthy in entertainment and pop culture this week. Let's kick it off by taking a look at the top stories in entertainment and pop culture from the week that was. We all saw this coming, didn't we? Uh, I think we've talked about it. <laughs> Law enforcement officials have identified the man who tackled comedian Dave Chappelle at the recording of the Netflix is a joke festival. Uh, 23-year-old Isaiah Lee. Lee's motivation for the headline grabbing attack coming weeks after Will Smith stormed the Academy Awards stage to slap host Chris Rock after an offensive joke remains unofficially explained. I did see that the uh, the prosecutor's office is not going to press charges. They've announced that. Uh, the two most popular theories at the present are that it's either someone seeking attention, number one, which don't discount that. Yeah. <laughs> there are people who will do stupid stuff to get attention. Or that it was some way socially, politically motivated as a result of Chappelle's jokes about race and gender and transgender. Uh, Chappelle's become increasingly controversial in recent years as a result of jokes that he's made that are widely seen as transphobic, which he doubled down on by saying that the attacker was a trans man in the moments after he returned to the stage, even though there is no reason to think that <laughs> Chappelle, there, there wasn't, there was, <laughs> there's the no, fires yeah, just, just going to go ahead and throw more fuel on that fire. Right. <laughs> uh, Lee was arrested and charged with assault with a deadly weapon. He was held on a $30,000 bond. He had a replica gun. So not a real gun with a real knife attached to it. So I guess a homemade bayonet of sorts. A bayonet? <laughs> I guess. Well, that would have been a lot more effective. <laughs> yeah. Not with the- Either one or the other. Yeah. Um, he's at home training with it in front of the mirror. Exactly. He's, he's got his little yeah, his bayonet and like a sandbag. Stab, stab, twist. Uh. It's unclear whether the attack was provoked by something Chappelle said on stage or whether the suspect went to the show intent on attacking the comedian. Police are investigating how Lee managed to get the weapon through metal detectors at the venue. For his part, Chris Rock, who followed Chappelle on stage, joked, was that Will Smith? Yes. <laughs> Which it was not. That was pretty funny. Right. <laughs> yeah, we we called this back when, when the slap took place. We're yeah. like, well, that gives every idiot who wants to get attention a, a license now to come on stage and attack comedians who they... And it's don't like just lucky he did not have access to a real gun yeah right because if he that snuck it in already yeah it could have injured more yeah. than just dave Chappelle. exactly because he would have he could have done that and as soon as security came he could have fired at security been tackled fired, fired into, into the, the crowd, crowd. Yeah, killed yeah. himself so. yeah there's so many different things that could happen so but we saw it coming we called it yeah. <laughs> it's not always fun to be right but no nope. we, we knew that was the next logical 
progression of this whole. I, I know mess. Chris Rock wanted to be a good dude and not just kind of just <laughs> let it blow or be brushed under the rug or whatever. Right. But he should have taken real things, had Will Smith yeah. arrested and shown, no, this is not okay to do this. Yeah. So I, I hope he's kind of regretting that a little bit and hope he takes action. Yeah. He probably still could. I don't know. It's not been too much. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, a, I, don't, yeah, I don't know what the statute of limitations on something like that is. But anyways, yes, crazy things. I hope no more. I hope yeah, that's enough. I <laughs> don't need to do any more people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop this now. Yep. Uh, Neil Adams, who helped reshape characters like Batman, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, has passed away. He was 80 years old. Adams fought for creators' rights in comics, uh, conducted regular Q&A sessions with fans on social media, and created or co-created numerous beloved characters, including Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern, Ra's al Ghul, Man Bat. According to Adams' family, he passed away due to complications from sepsis. That's when you get a blood infection. Adams, along with writer Dennis O'Neill, helped to reshape the public perception of Batman in the 1970s, establishing more of the dark, vengeful spirit of the night that defines the character to this day. Besides his contributions to Batman, Adams will be remembered as the artist for the Green Lantern, Green Arrow comics, which also wrote with Dennis O'Neill, and it reinvigorated those characters, helped redefine them for a new generation of readers. Um, Again, the Green Lantern, Green Arrow comics were uh, an examination and critique of contemporary culture, including things like racism, poverty, other topics that weren't really in comics at that point. Yeah, Uh, That was the idea of pairing a... For, for lack of a better word, because we use this word too much now, but a socialist type with a you know, liberal with the Green Arrow, pairing him with a cop, <laughs> the Green Lantern, and then having to deal with the real world issues, not funky space demon issues. But yeah. like, how do you deal with racism <laughs> when you're a cop and you're a, you know, a protester type thing? So. That's why nerdy people of a certain age are, I think, a little more understanding. Of, <laughs> a little more Green Arrow than they are Green Lantern at this yeah, point. Yeah. It just, seems like it. But, yeah, I, I saw something about the Green Lantern, like a new uh, animated show yeah. that's coming out yeah. you know, for, with John Stewart as the yep. as the main yep. character. So, yeah. Neat. Con- I work sure. continues to live, to live on even to this day. So. Yeah, I wasn't sure because sometimes I see that on some sites that I'm like, oh, crap, that was that darn giant robot or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah. like, gosh dang it. There are a few sites that, yeah, you got to stay away from. <laughs> uh, I, my, my Neil Adams stories are every time I'd go to a Comic-Con that he was at, everybody gets a 10 by 10 booth you know with a eight foot table and then space behind it to sit at and put your stuff up behind you and neil would always have like i don't even want to guess how big he would just take up as much floor space as he could (laughs) and he would just go grab tables and people would be like neil you can't just grab tables he's like no no there's there's more back there you can just go get as many as you need (laughs) and so he would literally take over like the size of like a four by four set of booths (laughs) you know he would have like this like horseshoe shape of tables like tables down either side then tables along the back and he would just have comics and art and stuff everywhere then he'd be there in his blue shirt with his tie and <laughs> just holding court with anybody that walked by so and he, he knew they weren't gonna say <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do yeah you're that's gonna, a dude that's gonna bring in some people to a comic con exactly what are you gonna do kick me out of here <laughs> exactly. i'd like to see you try that with all my fans waiting to come in and get their stuff signed exactly 
Also passing away uh, in the past week, country music matriarch and country music hall of famer Naomi Judd died by suicide last weekend at 76 years old after a public (laughs) battle with mental health issues. She opened up uh, back in 2016 about her depression, Uh, mental health and depression have nothing to do with success. So if you are struggling with it, uh, reach out because, you know, it doesn't matter how popular, how famous, how much money you made, whether you're in the hall of fames or not, uh, people still struggle and it's not a, it's not a, I'm sad. I don't have type of thing. It's a it's a disease of the brain. Yeah. So so get help. You wouldn't you wouldn't not treat another disease. You wouldn't not treat cancer. So treat your mental health if you have right. mental health issues. Yeah, that's uh, when I posted that she had passed away. It was like three minutes old or something. Yeah, the news thing. And I was like, oh man, it really sucks. And then later on, it came out. Find I was out, like, yeah. oh, right. it's like I didn't know that. It's like that's so sad. Yep. Yeah. I also have something else to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine who um, used to play with the Kansas City Chiefs back in the 60s, uh, Kurt Mother Murs, he passed away this week. So I just wanted to give him a little shout out. So, yep. yeah, the mental health thing, I'm. I'm seeing it show up a lot more in like movies or shows or yeah, stuff like we, that. We're not hiding it anymore. People yeah. are talking about it more. And yeah. I just recently got through the Billy the Kid on Epics, and mm-hmm. they deal with it even in that. Yeah. So it's like, wow, okay, it's good to see that. Yeah. So people are talking like, about this. Oh it's, yeah, exactly. You don't have to be ashamed of it. You don't have to hide it. It's exactly. Yeah. I didn't even know that she, that's how she had passed until you read that. So it was kind yeah. of shocking. So it is. I yeah. mean, they were literally inducted in the Country Music Hall of Fame yep. this past weekend when she right. passed away. Yeah, so. the next day they had to yeah. do the induction. <laughs> Which I was is like, Ugh. yeah, hard. I can't imagine trying to do, pull that off. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of. Are you sure? And they're they're like they're the like, girls no. are like, yeah, we got to do this. We got to do that's this. That's why we're yeah. here. Here, yeah. Gosh, crazy. Actress Melissa McBride exited AMC's planned The Walking Dead spinoff series that was going to focus on Carol and Daryl. This is a crazy story. Leading to tons of fan, and I use that term loosely, backlash on the internet. The pissing and moaning was dumped mainly on Norman Reedus for absolutely no reason whatsoever. He had nothing to do with this at all. Uh, It got so bad that The Walking Dead star Jeffrey Dean Morgan and AMC, the network itself, both issued statements. Morgan's basically was telling people to piss off with all that. Uh, (laughs) AMC's statement was a little more carefully worded. Uh, They said, quote, we would like to acknowledge the response to this week's news related to the previously announced Daryl and Carol Walking Dead (laughs) spinoff. Norman Reedus is being unfairly targeted and attacked in social media for a decision he had no part in. Melissa McBride decided she could not participate in the series because relocating to Europe became logistically untentable for her. I guess they were going to move production to Europe because it's cheaper. Yeah. Uh, it's inappropriate to direct negativity and anger at another cast member for a disappointing outcome he had nothing to do with. Carol is beloved and a vital character, and we're working to find a way for fans to again follow her story as only Melissa could give life to it and expanding the universe around The Walking Dead. The fans have always been the driving force behind The Walking Dead family and always will be. So, yeah, maybe just because you don't get your show (laughs) that you wanted, you don't take it out on somebody who had absolutely nothing to do (laughs) with you not getting the show that you wanted. That. (laughs) 
is a big thing. Uh, you you call yourself a fan, but you do stuff like that. Yeah, that shows me you're not. And another but, thing, but that's, shows, the th- that's the thing we've been doing lately. Like Star Wars fans, unquote, yeah. <laughs> uh, where you know, kicking, getting people ran off of social media because they're laying into people who have nothing. They're just showing up and doing the job. Yep. You know, I'm just an actor or an actress that's showing up, reading my lines, giving the best take that I can. Yeah. A director gets what they want. An editor edits the stuff. Why are you mad at me for just existing because I'm a woman or I'm right. Asian or I'm black or yeah. whatever? I just watched a video where they were tackling that kind of uh, subject with the uh, fandoms, the, if yeah, you want to call them the, that. the fans of Breaking Bad, just like sending death threats to yeah. uh, what's her name that played Skyler, yeah, because of they didn't like her character. And it's like you know, if you're gonna send anybody a message, send it to the writers. Yeah, yeah. she's just an actress. Yeah, like it's, she has no say in like what they're prepared. Uh, arc is for her character. I mean, she might yet, have a little go bit, but do something. Go, hard. <laughs> go out go, and go yeah. out nature. Go watch a good movie. Or right. Yeah, just put your cell phones down, turn your computers off, and kind of look around. Look at your well, life. I, th- I think this ties into. I think every story we've read up to this point, though, is kind of tying into the same things. You've got people who are now attacking comedians on stage. You got people who are yeah death threats or harassing people on social media. Mental health is an issue in this country that's not being addressed the way it needs to be because whether it was the pandemic made things worse or brought everything to the simmering to the top, people are acting like assholes right now and it needs to chill out a little bit. Right. But my other point to that, these people are calling themselves fans about this. Clearly you're not because if you were watching the season as it's going on now, Carol and Daryl are most certainly not any kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. She is back kind of hanging more with Ezekiel. He's kind of got some other things going on too. So there is no love. So right. clearly you're not fans because you're not watching the show. Yeah. No, it's just people <laughs> think that because they have a social media account that they have a right to harass people or because they bought a ticket to the club, they have a right to assault the comedian or whatever. So, I mean, do you think... Do you think that fandom nowadays, because a lot of them bitch so much about the Snyder Cut and they actually got what they wanted, do you think? Yeah, I think it's taking that taking toxic that to element. Extreme. It's yeah. Walmart. The customer is always right. Yeah. And they think that I'm always right. My opinion is the right opinion. Yeah. Well, even the end, uh, again, reading the end of AMC's statement, the last sentence is, the fans have always been the driving force behind the Walking Dead family and always will be. So it's like, yeah the fans but what they're doing isn't fandom it's being jackasses in public walking around around with an ass out in public yeah now you're behind killing the product yeah good for you to quote ben affleck from mall the customer is always an asshole this is kind of the truth at this point (laughs) well those people are filming in ridiculous temperatures oh yeah and in different you know all kinds of things all that i'm sure if they're like well fine if you don't appreciate us or our opinions or you know our comfort well, we're not we're not signing the contract for next year, so yeah. congratulations, you lost it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the CW canceled Batwoman after three seasons and Legends of Tomorrow after seven seasons. I know, I know, I don't cuss seasons. a lot. <laughs> the Batman, or the, the Batwoman, Batwoman one. Yeah, yeah that's a that's, fucking mercy kill. Yeah, that that's three seasons too late. God. <laughs> yeah, that should have been three. Really? That should have been taken out back first episode. I'm just saying. Uh, that just leaves the Flash and Superman and Lois left on the network as the Arrowverse. I mean, they've got a couple other shows that are 
DC properties that are Arrowverse adjacent, but not really part of the Arrowverse. It's, yeah. it's really the Flash because even Lo- Superman and Lois doesn't acknowledge the fact that it got its roots through Supergirl, which was part of a, a, another tangent of the Arrowverse. So really, the Flash is the one left carrying the water for what used to be the Arrowverse. Um, again, the CW is looking for a buyer after Discovery bought out Warner Media from AT and T. So. You know they're not going to commit to anything until somebody commits to buying that network. So, I you know, Legends had a great run. And right, it's a good I'm, time. For I'm surprised them. it lasted that long, honestly. And that's yeah. coming from somebody who liked the show. It was so weird that I'm surprised it went seven seasons. Yeah, I think the only thing and it, the the uh, the showrunner and one of the executive producers mentioned on social media this week. Somebody's like, I can't believe. They had you guys make a cliffhanger and then cancel the show. The showrunner's like, no, no, that's on us. We were playing chicken with the semi coming down the road, and we thought we wouldn't blink. We're going to end it on a cliffhanger and dare you to cancel it. And the network did everything they could to find a way to not cancel the show, but it yeah. just it, it doesn't make sense with the finances the way they are. And you know, you go that long, people get raises every season, and you're looking for a buyer for the network, and like yeah. it just it was it was on us, not on the network. Don't be mad at that them that we ended on a cliffhanger because we wrote that shit but honestly i mean it, you've seen the last episode i've seen parts of it i know enough of it yeah uh the last episode the cliffhanger that does i mean honestly that whole episode was kind of <laughs> like weird a, anyway yeah, yeah it's weird anyways and then that clip the you know and i use air quotes on this yeah the cliffhanger I, it could have been just yeah. that's it's a fine ending yeah it, it leaves you going I wonder, but I'm I'll not bet that. they have more adventures. Maybe they'll yeah. make a comic book or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, yeah, that's not that big a deal. And Flash, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's okay. The Superman and Lois is actually it's a, a pretty good, good show. show so. Partly because it's not leaning into all that history and all that baggage of yeah. their over stuff. It's, yeah, it's kinda, doing its own thing. It is doing its own pretty much original thing outside of they are in Smallville. Right. He is Superman. Right. She is Lois. And that's... Yeah. That's about it. Speaking of cancellations, the bleeding continues over at Netflix, where the streamer has canceled Space Force after two seasons. That's a good show. (laughs) Additionally, Netflix has hit its animated projects really hard, scrapping many of them as the company's stock price and subscriber base continues to drop one bright spot. I don't know if you saw this. On social media last week, Mark Hamill posted that he was going to be spending his weekend, so last weekend, uh, spending his Saturday voicing Skeletor. And then his Sunday resting his voice. So uh, that that's not an official confirmation, but it does. This is the first, I guess, sort of confirmation that we are getting more episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelation at Netflix. And here's my initial thought about this. Um, he is a pro. Right. To, so to slip. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, I just told everybody. I'm more wondering episodes. if they are having issues getting another season and by him putting that out there see i was thinking the opposite i was thinking netflix is seeing all this bad press about all the stuff they're canceling including like i said their animation and they're like decimating they're like getting rid of anything that was animated i'm thinking netflix was like hey why don't you tweet out (laughs) in the midst of all this bad news why don't you tweet out that you're working in on recording more lines this weekend for this show and that'll just get buzz. It's not. We're not confirming anything. We're not denying anything. That's just going to get people talking and hopeful and like, oh, hey, yeah, let's get some more of that because 
I yeah, I, I clearly it was on his personal accounts, but I think that there was more of a PR push behind it, yeah, it that, that came very, more from, that came more from Netflix than anybody else. Yeah, it, because Mark Hamill's too professional. He yeah. doesn't make mistakes like that. He's had opportunities in the past to make mistakes, and he never did. So yeah. it's like that eh, seems a little shifty, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I saw one of the people who responded to his post was uh, actor Griffin Newman, who voices Orko. who was like, "Yeah, I did one of those weekends a couple." weeks ago <laughs> so so clearly they've got stuff going on in the works they just don't want to announce anything officially yet while while anything netflix says right now is toxic it's bad news you avoided like the plague i think they're waiting till after they get some positive buzz from like uh, stranger things or something well, before they announce anything new and that's so weird because like you know the first part everybody pooped all over but then they sucked the dick so hard <laughs> on the second part yeah it took the chrome off a bumper <laughs> on the se- i'm like wow you guys just don't know where to yeah you don't know what you want yeah. you just want to you just want to be on social media complaining yeah. about yeah. stuff <laughs> fans again yes. that was so weird well let's finish our news part with some good news uh despite releasing a statement that she would like to quote respectfully bow out of the nomination process dolly parton has said she will accept her induction into the rock and roll hall of fame because because the hall of fame went ahead and voted her in anyway <laughs> whether she wanted to be there or not <laughs> okay so she said okay well i i appreciate it i'll show up and and be a part of this then uh other class of 2022 inductees include pat, pat benatar lionel richie eminem carly simon harry belafonte duran duran the Arithmics, Judas Priest. The induction ceremony is set to be held at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles on November 5th and will air at a later date on HBO and HBO Max. They usually drop those things like the first week of December is typically Why when those come out. did she bow out originally? Because she said she didn't feel like she earned it. She hasn't released a rock and roll album or rock it's songs. It's not about and, rock. I know, but it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. So her thought was, I, I haven't done anything to deserve or earn a spot in the Rock and yeah. Roll Hall of Fame. But but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is becoming more diverse in recent years. You know, I mean, they're letting in artists from across the entire spectrum. So, Well, gosh. 22 years ago when I went to it, uh, they had a whole section that was the wrap. Yep. So it had all the, you know, mannequins wearing right. the costumes the and stuff, stuff like yeah. that. So I was like, oh. And there was people throwing fits about that back then. Oh, yeah. Just like, um, okay, but you, you, you've you been there, right? If you're throwing a fit and you've seen it in there. <laughs> Again, fans. Like, it starts at the blues. Yeah. You literally. That's yeah, if you can't you have a rock in, and roll Hall of Fame and, without yeah. acknowledging er, yeah, so everything that came there. So to enter in to make your way to that section, you got to see all the blues stuff that's in there that goes into the other eras. It's like, uh, okay, but. I guess you maybe went a different way than I did. I thought that was the entrance, but <laughs> they took the side door. <laughs> I in. guess so. They snuck in or something. And in other news, sorry, I didn't mean to take it to the crazy right. fans again, but <laughs> I other, think that stuff's funny. Speaking of crazy, how much do you love your cell phone? Do you love your cell phone? Do you got? Is it like your? It, that's your thing. You got to have your cell phone with you. That's your life is in there. You can't, to can't a operate certain without extent, it. Not as bad as the rest of my family. <laughs> it's got your photos in it. It's got all your communications. It's got your games. <laughs> it's got your TV, all that. Curtis, you big with your phone. You got to have your phone on you. I don't know. Like there are days where I just like, I could leave this here and I think I'd be all right. But do you? No. no. <laughs> so, well, I can promise you none of us in this room are nearly as crazy about our cell phones as this lady. Uh, this story comes to us from, uh, looks like it's pronounced 
Quilcene, Washington. Sure. Uh, a woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse oh. in a national forest uh. and fell in while trying to retrieve it oh. had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington State. Uh, Brennan County, or I'm sorry, Brennan Fire Department Chief Tim Manley, which is a hell of a name for a fire yeah, chief, right? Right. <laughs> you got the job, bud. <laughs> exactly. You just show up with your name on your resume. They're like, well, hell, how are we not going to give yes, the job to exactly. Tim Manley? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the woman who was at the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest in northwest of Seattle had been using her phone while on the shitter uh, when it fell into the toilet on Tuesday. <laughs> The Kitsap Sun reported, Manley said she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try to get the phone out. And eventually she used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for it. That effort failed and she went into the toilet head first. (laughs) Wow. Uh, His quote, they didn't work very well and she went in. (laughs) Manley's a man of few words. (laughs) Well... Uh, the woman, the woman was alone and tried to get out for ten or fifteen minutes. Reunited with her phone, she called nine one one. Manly said, responding firefighters passed her blocks to stand on in order to reach a harness, which they used to they lowered into the toilet and they used it to pull her out. Uh, the Brennan Fire Chief Department, excuse me, the Brennan Fire Department said that the woman said that she was uninjured. She was washed down and strongly encouraged to seek medical attention uh, after being exposed to human waste. But she only wanted to leave. <laughs> the department <laughs> said, uh, "I've been doing this for forty years, and that was a first." Manly said, "How they how they how they get her cleaned up? Did they just spray her with <laughs> the fire hose?" <laughs> we can only hope. Lady, so. stand right there. <laughs> <laughs> don't no no don't come over here. You stay right over there. Oh, we got something that'll take care of that. This will reach. Don't worry. Oh my god! Not to take the funny away, but they have like hazmat right shower things. Yeah, that yeah. They, for that stuff. But yeah, that's uh, oh, that's definitely a hazmat situation. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I, okay, how of the three of us, who's used outhouses? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Hell, even How, a porta potty is the same thing as what these are. Yeah, I mean, I haven't used like hundreds, but I've used several. <laughs> right, and the holes are kind of about what eight to ten inches, maybe around. Uh, yeah, probably ten, ten to twelve, and then eight, they just, eight to twelve. I'd and say. some are nice enough to like. Um, you know, screw a toilet what, seat. I know what you're going to ask. <laughs> you're going to ask, how did she get in there? Yes. <laughs> you ever seen a baby being birthed? <laughs> yeah. Man, you got to want it. She had, mean, head first. <laughs> I'd be like, if that, you can get the head and one shoulder through, you're really just kind of squirt through from there. I'm like, that phone is dead to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm <yeah>. so sorry. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I hope, hope I backed it up on the cloud because <laughs> I'm not getting that phone again. Nope, that is gone. <laughs> Well, let us know what you think of the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Post your comments, tag us in news stories there, or call us on the hotline at 417-986-7842. Leave a message with your comments. We just might play them on an upcoming episode. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We sure would like to hear from you. We should do a poll of... If this happened to you, yeah. would you be able to use that phone again? Yeah. 
Like I, I, there's I, not I, enough cleaning. No, you you would always there would always be a even if it's not there you would always smell You'd have a to. lingering we smell. Should do a, we should do a separate poll of that and see what people think. <laughs> yeah, I think I know the answer for everybody but one person. <laughs> She's like, "Hell's yes, I would use my <laughs> yeah. phone again." I mean, <laughs> links to all that and more over at popgoestheculture.com. On this date in entertainment and pop culture, May the sixth. 1889, the, well. the Eiffel Tower was opened at the yeah. World's Fair in Paris. Yep. May 6, 1937, the Hindenburg exploded over Lakehurst, New Jersey, killing 35 of the 97 passengers and crew members, plus one person on the ground. <laughs> that one person sitting there looking up going, shit. <laughs> Look at that. I should get a picture of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you didn't have a cell phone back then, so let's go get the tripod, get, get underneath <laughs> the little, get the, under the curtain, looking up. Yeah, it, it took them a fifteen yeah. minutes to get the photo, and then they got smashed. So it was, it's like that scene in Austin Powers. The guy's like, <laughs> right, <laughs> as he's slowly driving the cart towards them. Yeah, if there's any relatives of that person, we're sorry. <laughs> I heard that they were digging their cell phone out of a porta potty. Uh, May sixth, nineteen forty, John Steinbeck was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for his novel *The Grapes of Wrath*. Oh wow! May sixth, nineteen fifty-four, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. He ran a mile in three minutes, fifty-nine point four seconds at the Ifley Road Track in Oxford, England. The four-minute mile. We actually, I was talking earlier about how. Uh, <laughs> the show Winning Time over on HBO Max is the best show on television this year. Uh, there's uh, two episodes ago. There was a little the the show opened uh, talking about Roger Bannister, and we've got that audio right here. Around about the birth of Christ, the Romans came up with the concept of the mile. It's the distance covered by a thousand paces of a Roman legion. That empire falls, a bunch of other ones pop up in its place, but for 2,000 years of human history, people everywhere believe the same damn thing, that no human being can run that distance in less than four minutes. Ain't gonna happen. Impossible. God, I hate that fucking word. And it's a good thing I'm not the only one. So one day, this skinny kid in England says he's going to take a crack at it. Now, there are crummy conditions, wind, rain, a muddy track. They all say he's nuts, which is exactly what they've been telling me lately. But there he was, just like me, running straight into the wind. And after about three laps, that skinny Brit was starting to lose faith starting to wonder if maybe everybody was right. Maybe it just could not be done. But just as he was rounding the corner on that final stretch, he heard a roar. The crowd screaming for him to keep going, filling his sails with a second wind. And he crossed that finish line at 3 minutes, 59.4 seconds. In that instant, a skinny limey shattered everything we thought we knew about human limitations. But why him? He wasn't the fastest runner in the world. He wasn't even a professional. He was a scientist, a doctor of neurology. And that's how he knew. 
that the only real limitation wasn't in the body, it was in the mind. <laughs> 2,000 years since the invention of the mile, and nobody ran it faster than four minutes until Roger Bannister. Guess how long it took the next guy to do it? 46 days. And you remember his name, right? No? Yeah, me neither. That show is fantastic. <laughs> John C. Riley just tears the show. Up. Uh, May sixth, nineteen sixty-six, the Rolling Stones released "Paint It Black" in the U.S. Michael McKeon, Christopher Guest, and Harry Shearer, collectively called Spinal Tap, performed at CBGB's in New York City. No, you've seen Don't enough of that up. one. This is a top to uh, you know, what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah. the numbers all go to 11. Look. Right across the board. Oh, 11, Christ. 11, and most of 11, and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most most blokes, you know, be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. <laughs> Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? <laughs> These go to 11. <laughs> These go to 11. Uh, that shit is great. God, this is Spinal Tap is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And finally, May the 6th, 2004, the Friends series finale aired on NBC. It was watched by 52.5 million viewers. I did not watched, watch it. I didn't give I, a shit about Friends. <laughs> my mom watched the show, so I watched it by proxy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I watched it not in syndication, but on the TBS when they right, were yeah. running it. And it was it was only because it was on uh, when we took our lunch break. Right. And we just happened to have a TV, and that's what that's we just what vegged on. out yeah. for and just shut our brains off. And that's all the friends I've watched. <laughs> right. Coming up this week in entertainment and pop culture, this Friday, I don't know if you heard about this, there's a new movie out uh, in theaters this weekend, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Is that like an independent thing? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a it's a small release. I think they're going to roll it out slowly over time. Sam popular Rainey horror Sundance film. or something. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, also this Friday, you may remember this, Mystery Science Theater 3000, a while back ran a Kickstarter. 
they got canceled at Netflix after, well, I guess they've done 12 seasons. Like Netflix does. Yeah, because Netflix is Netflix. They canceled uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. And so they said, well, we'll just fund our own. If everybody will give us a little bit of money, we can do a couple episodes. If they give us a little bit more, we can do a few more, blah, blah, blah. They hit their funding goal and, and beyond. They hit all the goals. <laughs> so this Friday, the new Gizmoplex, which is all, it's just a streaming service, but on your smart TVs or on your uh, smart devices, you can download download the mystery science theater 3000 app and if you crowdfunded uh, you are part of the group you can start watching new episodes if you did not crowdfund it you can purchase a season pass so you can still watch the new episodes new episodes begin this friday they're going to roll out with three one on friday one on saturday one on sunday and then after that it's new episodes every two weeks the rest of 2022 so nice right up till christmas so. yeah Fun. I'll check it out. And be sure to check that out. <clears throat> Let me know if you need a password. <laughs> <laughs> you already get it, didn't you? I know some folks. Uh, this yeah. Saturday, free comic book day. Pop into your local comic book store, get some free comic books. We will be, and I say we, I don't know who's going to be out there with me. Are you going out there with me? I'll be out there. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, Kenny and I will be out at Vintage Stock on South Glenstone in Springfield, Missouri. Come out and say hi to us. We'll be there before the store opens. They open at 10. We'll be there before that. Uh, just hanging out. sunny and 76. Which will be fantastic. Yes, compared to the week of weather we've had. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so come out and say hi to us. Also this Saturday, the Kentucky Derby takes place. You can watch that on NBC this Saturday. I bet that'll be muddy if they've been getting half the rain that we've been getting. It'll be a muddy mess out there, even if it is dry on Saturday. So bust out your big hats and go out and get watch your big them. hats and your mint juleps and go watch some horses get abused. I mean, oh, oh. are we not supposed to talk about that part out loud? Yeah. Uh, this Sunday's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there listening. Happy birthday to uh, every, or happy Mother's Day to everybody who has a mother. Yeah. Um, whether they're with you or not, everybody at some point had a mother who gave birth to True them. Story. So. Uh, next Tuesday, Uncharted, starring Tom Holland, is out on Blu-ray and DVD. If you've had, not had a chance to pick that one up, you can do that on Tuesday. And next Thursday, we'll be recording a brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Look for that next Friday in the podcast player of your choice. I guess I should mention next Wednesday, we'll be recording a new episode of The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse. Yeah. Uh, so if you have an Alamo Drafthouse near you and you want to know what's going on, uh, check that out. Yes, we're talking specifically about our local Alamo, but a lot of the stuff we're talking about and a lot of the fun and games we're playing uh, applies to everybody. So check that out. Uh, you can subscribe to The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse in your in your favorite podcast player as well, just like you subscribe to this show. We are going to be taking a quick break. When we come right back, we're going to be drafting our Expendables squad. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back right after this. After these messages... Hello friends, my name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know, and for sure, several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast.
she had a weakness for the French. She hungered for the one she loved. She could wait no longer. Voila, Tony's microwave French bread pizza. Delicious toppings, a crunchy crust. She loved it like no other. Tony's microwave pizzas, the pizzas to fall in love with. All right, this week we are drafting some expendables. What we are going to be doing, the three of us will go around and draft four fictional characters to build uh, an elite squad of commandos to send on a mission of our choosing. Uh, it is a draft, so once somebody's pick is taken, it is off the board. <laughs> We've all got the allergies. Every one of us yeah. is coughing today. Uh, it is a serpentine draft, which means that whoever drafts last in the first round is first in the second round. And uh, we normally do rock, paper, scissors for draft order, but... I catch hell every time it's time to do that. So you guys decide amongst yourselves how we're going to set this the up. the same way. It's because you guys always pick the same, or you always do the same thing. Curtis does something that doesn't really exist with his <laughs> hands, and you always pick the same. So It worked once. <laughs> one time. All right, so I'm going to decide our draft order, and it will start with Kenny and then go to Curtis and then back to me. We'll just go around the table. That makes it simple okay. and easy. Okay. So you had questions because you can't just go into this thing with a fun and happy, woo we're doing a draft. you got to ask 30 questions before we get started. So well, go ahead no. and ask your questions. I, I wanted to know, was this a completely made-up character out of your head or is it just a character no, no, no. From- fictional character so okay. from any any character that already exists from okay. film tv books music video games I was whatever ready for you both right, so right. i just wanted to make sure all right so you have the first pick who is the first pick on your expendables team animal from the muppets yeah all right <laughs> and why <laughs> Because he is an insane, and I can just, I can bring insane him in anywhere, and he will just go nuts on him and just rip and tear, and he, he's a wild man. So. All right. Animal from the Muppets, uh, with or without a drum kit, either, in either case, does he have like, the, does he use the drumsticks, like, you know, like the two little sticks, you know, like, like Nightwing uses like or whatever? Think he's got like a belt with <laughs> in him. <laughs> very, various sticks that he can whip out. There's like metal ones. You can throw them, hit him between the eyes with exactly. one and then run up and thump them with another I one. I like to think so. All right. Animal from the Muppets is the first pick off the board in our Expendables draft. Curtis, let's go to your first right. pick. I've got the Terminator from Terminator 2, the T-800. Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you're going with the Terminator. You're going with the T-800, but specifically the T-800 from Terminator 2. Why is that? Because he's the good guy and he kicked a lot more ass. So, yeah. That's that's my pick for the <laughs> first right. one. He, he's he's the muscle. He's strong. He's the firepower. He's all of it in one. All right. I am going with my first pick to take uh, the Tasmanian Devil. Nice choice. So Taz, the Tasmanian Devil, would be my first pick. Um, similar to Animal, actually. <laughs> we were thinking along the same lines. Just set them loose. And it's like setting off a nuclear bomb. Just yep. here they go. A little <laughs> tornado dusts up and exactly. uh, they go to town. Which leads to my second pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the F5 tornado from Twister. Oh, very nice. 
again, just set them loose. There's nothing you can do to stop a tornado, no. um, as we are well aware. Re- regardless of what other uh, politicians have said in recent years, yes. you cannot just fire bullets or nuclear weapons into a storm and break up the storm. True story. That F5 is just going to run wild. All right, <laughs> Curtis, we go to you for your second pick. Okay. Um, wow. I don't know what to do now <laughs> did we throw you for a loop here no <laughs> all right maybe. uh how about ash from the evil dead because he just seems to no matter where trouble is he somehow somehow uh destroys it defeats it and comes out fine for the most part <laughs> <laughs> he may be missing a limb or an appendage maybe a but limb, few cuts on his face covered in blood that's not his right and his but yeah, yeah, he's fine. All right, so Ash Williams from the Evil Dead franchise is Curtis's second pick. Kenny, you're gonna get two picks back to back. What is your second pick? All right, you're gonna see a theme. All right, here we go. I am going with Pepe the King Prong from the Muppets. <laughs> I think that he is uh, diverse in a lot of. Uh, <laughs> he's he's your smooth like secret agent kind of <laughs> like with the ladies. Like, yes. Hello, I'm Pepe. <laughs> exactly. He's got that. He's got the that intelligent stuff, and he can blend in <laughs> that, all that intelligent stuff they talk about. Yes. You know, <laughs> but uh, I think he has uh, got some danger to him too. I Ooh. think he can. He's small. He's quick. He can get into he's places. Wiry. I've been told he knows how to do some explosives and stuff. So I think he would be a solid pick for my team. <laughs> Pepe the King Prong is Kenny's second pick. <laughs> and the and, King Prong. <laughs> and your third pick is... Um, I am going with uh, Count Von Count <laughs> because he's a vampire. So we, right. he can... He can only it. work at night. There's your problem, though. But that's all right because that's when we do our missions. I don't know uh, why. That's just when they send us. <laughs> be, because he's a vampire. That's why. Well, see, Pepe does all the... Uh, Pepe, he does all the... Uh, you know, like, uh, get in there during the day, do surveillance, you know, schmooze, get to know the people and stuff, know the layout, and then we come and hit him at night. Fair enough. All right. (laughs) Curtis, we go to you for your third pick. All right. So what we need for my third pick is A, someone who can fight, but B, someone who can get us out of legal troubles. Oh. So Harvey Birdman, attorney of law. Nice. Nice. Good pick. So here we go. Harvey Birdman. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Birdman. Uh, Let's see. So for my third, so I've got two back to back. Boy. Well, I know my third pick. That would be my layup. That's my easy one. I'm going with Peter uh, from Deadpool 2. Nice. <laughs> the only superhero to survive the uh, the jump, the plane, the yes. plane jump. So, uh, so Peter from Deadpool 2, just because he, I mean, survival, <laughs> clearly. He's, he's a survival animal there. Uh, so that is my second pick. My third pick, oh boy, I'm trying to think. There's so many options left on the table. Somebody's going to get left off, unfortunately. Yes. yes. Uh, I think I will go with, boy, there's just so many great picks. Um, I've got it down to two. I'm going to go with Mega Man from the Mega Man video game series. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, you start off with a you know just a little hand cannon, but every time you defeat somebody, you get their powers. So Yeah, that's uh, a solid character. So Mega Man is going to go would be my fourth and final pick to round out the team. 
Curtis, we go to you for your fourth and final pick to round out your team. Uh, okay. Let's see here. I've got a few. Um, I'm going to go with an oddball one. Uh, you guys probably don't know the name. It's uh, Liv Andropov. He was the Russian character from Armageddon, played by Peter Stormare. And oh. I have him because it seems like if you're in a getaway vehicle or some <laughs> kind of vehicle of some sort, he just bangs on it with a wrench and it miraculously starts working again. So you kind of need that on your team. be honest with you, I have fixed a lot of things out of <laughs> By beating him with a wrench. <laughs> I, uh, hit him with a hammer, beat it with a wrench. Yeah. One, one of the stories my cousin always laughs about, we were in Taco Bell and we were pretty messed up. And I was getting a drink and it wouldn't stop pouring. And I'm like hitting the thing. I'm like, like touching thing like it's not i was like uh and he looked at me i was like and i just punched it and it stopped and he's like well fucking fonzie he's like, all right so yeah. it works i guess so he's like the action russian uh fonzie so there yeah, you go exactly all right can you go to you for your fourth and the final pick of this uh, expendables draft i was torn between three different people and <laughs> i think i'm gonna go we need some muscle someone that can i think i know who you're gonna go with who can uh, handle the big artillery stuff and the big guns and stuff I'm I'm, hold on a second don't say it i'm gonna tell curtis who i think you're gonna say all right off to the side here and then if you say it then we'll know yes you are correct. <laughs> Is it? I am picking yeah. sweet. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> when you started saying, I'm going to take a big guy with the muscle, I'm like, well, there's only so many picks yeah. that are left. It's got to be sweet. I'm and he's one of my favorites. So. Oh, yeah. All right. So here are the squads. And then, then comes part two. <laughs> the squads are, Kenny has Animal from the Muppets. Uh, Pepe, the King Prawn, uh, Count Von Count, and Sweetums. Curtis has the T-800 from Terminator 2. Ash Williams from the Evil Dead series. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. <laughs> and Liev, what's his last name? Andropur? Something like that. Yeah, from Armageddon. And I have the Tasmanian Devil, Taz. Nice. Uh, the F-5 Tornado from Twister. Peter from Deadpool 2 and Mega Man. So those are your squads. Now comes the fun part where you get to uh, describe the mission that you're sending them on and how they are going to uh, how they're going to survive and successfully pull off their mission. So whoever wants to go first, we'll give you a minute to kind of think about it. Uh, while we're uh, while we're coming up with our answers, we're going to put uh, our listeners put you all on hold. We'll be right back here in just a second. back all right who wants to go first you want to go first kenny i guess since so. you picked first you can go first all right. all right give us give us the mission give us the assignment tell us how your squad is going to pull this off okay so uh it all started with uh camilla who is gonzo's main squeeze, main squeeze the chicken. chicken camilla the chicken okay um Camilla and Janice from the band, uh-huh. uh, they were sent in to uh, try to get the extract a target. Well, they got caught. They, so they are expendables. They yes. are expendables, but uh, animals like, no, this ain't going down like that. So he formed a squad of the people I mentioned. And so they went in, of course, sent in King Prong. He got 
to know the layout and he got to know everything he in there brought back the intel so they waited until nightfall and that's when they strike they just went in just guns blazing blowing through walls you know sweetums is just you know got the big <laughs> guns taking people out while you know king prong goes in he finds janice and then gets them free then the three of them just fight their way out and then they meet up with everybody else and they get the hostage that they went in to get. They even got them, got them to safety. That's when the show ends. All right. Riding off into the sunset. Yeah. Rescuing Camilla and Janice and Didn't the hostages. Didn't lose anybody. Well, that's good for an expendable squad because there's going to be expendables too. <laughs> okay, we got a sequel, so yeah, we got we got to work on that. The, the Muppets Expendables. So like, so here's what I'm thinking though. In your situation. Because it's the Muppets Expendables, you need at least one human, one and only one human, who is the human actor that you uh, that you cast in your movie, and what part are they playing? Please say Nick Cage, <laughs> <laughs> right? I kind of think I have to. <laughs> right. I kinda think and, and what part is, is Nick Cage the uh, the leader of the the bad guys or? No, no, I think he's the he went over there. He's to the do hostage. A they were okay, and didn't realize that the the bad guys were actually tricking him. There was no premiere, and they got him over here or over there, and they kept him captured because they wanted him to act out things from his different movies and all that. <laughs> right. So he was basically their court jester, their entertainment. And uh, Janice and Camilla was like, "No, we're not doing that. We're going to go save him," and they did. All right, so there we go. That's uh, the Muppets Expendables. Curtis, All right. it's your turn. You Again, to remind folks, your team was the T-800 from Terminator 2, Ash Williams, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, and Liev Andrapur. Tell us your story. All right, so Skynet has gone into hiding. Where are they hiding? In space. What else do they have? The Necronomicon. Where are they hiding? A giant asteroid heading towards Earth. So we have our team assembled going to this asteroid and fighting Skynet on an asteroid. And um, one of the things that Skynet did was they took uh, control of a space mission. Lots of people on a spaceship heading out into Earth, hoping out into space hoping to repopulate somewhere else. Well, now they're dead and they've been reanimated. So on this asteroid, you've got liquid Terminators. You've got other Terminators. You've got undead deadites. So, yeah, we're going to space and we're landing on his asteroid because, A, we've got to blow it up. B, we got to kill Skynet and kill the undead. And C, A, B, and three. A, B, and three. We got to make sure there's not a lot of collateral damage, which is why we have Harvey Birdman around because, you know, stuff gets dislodged and hits Earth. And, you know, there you could get blamed for it. People like to bitch these days. So that that's, they do. That, that's, uh, <laughs> the that's theme our, of the show this week. you our, saved the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our uh, that's our uh, legal guy, and of course, you know we've got the Russian with us because he knows how to fix flying things when they break down. So that's that's my expendable story, and I'm sticking okay. to it. All right, so Curtis and his squad saving the Earth from an asteroid <laughs> and Skynet <laughs> and Deadites. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, my team finally. Uh, just a quick refresher. My team consists of Taz, the Tasmanian Devil, the F five tornado from Twister, Peter from Deadpool two, and Mega Man. So here's the situation: priceless Fabergé egg is going around on tour across Europe. It is in London. 
uh, on display alongside the Royal Jewels uh, at the Tower of London when all of a sudden the zombie apocalypse breaks out. So not our heroes. Um, Another group we find out has managed to rescue to save the Fabergé egg um, and trying to get it to safety without taking losses themselves have holed up in the Winchester um, the 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 inn in in, uh, in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay, and so our team has to do two things: they have to a rescue the advanced squad, uh, and b make sure we get back with that Fabergé egg. Um, so what we do is we send in first of all the skies darken as the undead are wandering the streets. The the F five tornado from Twister clears a path. Right, a bit of a Sharknado situation. <laughs> so you got flying undead. But He's whisking them out to sea where he will dissipate and drop them. Nice. Um, now the, the team, you know, there's there's debris everywhere. People have set up makeshift barricades. Taz goes and runs his way through the streets, clearing a path. You know, there's no more undead to worry about, but we've got to get through all the, the rubble, all the, the barricades and whatnot. <laughs> so he's ripping his way through. Uh, of course, uh, Mega Man is taking out any undead that he finds, uh, picking up their abilities as well, anything that they can do. And then uh, Peter strolls into the Winchester. They hand him the Fabergé egg. He walks out and goes back to his day job. <laughs> but the Fabergé egg is rescued. No one perishes because, again, we've cleared the path so effectively and efficiently with our uh, F5 tornado from Twister. I like to think at some point they pan over and there's Deadpool killing zombies. And he's like, great job, Peter. He's right. Like, <laughs> so Peter jumps through through the eye of the F5 tornado. He lands right outside the Winchester, walks in. They hand him the egg. He walks out. Oh, Day good. is saved. All right. Good job. Well, this week's pop quiz, we ask, what fictional characters would you put on your Expendable Squad? Uh, this is an open, this is an essay question, uh, not a multiple choice this time. So give us your story. Tell us who you're picking for your squad and why. Tell, give us the whole story. If it's Twitter, boy, you're going to have to thread that thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're no on doubt. Facebook, let us know. Uh, but here's what you can do. You can vote. You can make your comments by searching for and following us at PGTC Podcast. The pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages, so you cannot miss it. Or or you can call us on the hotline at 417-986-7842. And try to leave a short version of that. Try to leave a short <laughs> message uh, with your comments. Tell us what four characters, what four fictional characters make up your expendable squad. Um, give us the whys, the hows. If you got time before the beep cuts you off, give us a little bit of a story. Uh, we, uh, that number, again, is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'd love to hear from you. We just might play your comments on an upcoming episode of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Make you famous. <laughs> we'll make you something if you give us your expendable story. Links to all that and more again over at popgoestheculture.com. Anybody got anything else before we wrap this thing up today? Um, I Like I said, I watched the uh, Billy the Kid thing. Yeah. How many episodes did you have you been through? I've only watched the first one. I know there's like four by now. Yeah, I've watched all four. Okay. And um, they're watchable. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, there. If you didn't like Vikings the way it was laid out, right? You're probably not gonna like. As this. far as the format and yeah, the way they tell the story, obviously right. they're the ones who created this. But, yep. uh, and it's just, 
a lot of story. I was expecting maybe a little more action right. because of because it's a western, people. right? Yeah, and it's western and stuff. And uh, but there's good storytelling. I mean, it's it's a good story that they're going with. So I'm kind of curious to see where it goes, you know, and stuff. Then I also um, watched the uh, I'm in, about halfway through Russian Doll, okay, yeah, uh, season two. Which I thoroughly enjoyed the first season. Second season is weird. Like if you thought the first <laughs> season was weird, right? Like the second season is very weird. And I will say this: if you got to pee, or if your kid needs something, hit Go the pause, pause button, it. right? Because you walk away from that sh- series for even a few seconds, you're going to be like, "Did I miss an episode? Right. What happened?" Because they bounce around a lot, especially in like the. Th- no, they do it a lot, but third episode, I think, is where they do a big bunch of bouncing around and their story that you'll lose right. and stuff. So be very attentive if you're going to watch <laughs> this show. Right. But it's it's good. Of course, I always forget her name, but I think she's Natasha Leone. Yeah, Natasha thank Leon, you. Yeah. Uh, I I think she's wonderful, and yeah. she just brings herself to this, <laughs> right. and it's great. So if you like the first season, you'll probably like the second season. Just it is a little harder to follow. So. Right. You got anything, Curtis? Uh, yeah, I do watch a lot of YouTube, so I did want to give a shout-out to a channel. It's called The Tapes Archive. Uh, a few months ago, they released a mini documentary covering Black Sabbath Sabotage album. Okay, and it's very well detailed, very well documented. It puts a lot. The guy that does it puts a lot of effort into it. But yesterday, he released one over uh, Master of Reality. It's about an hour long, but it's very informative. So, right on. it's interesting stuff. So check it out. Nice. I too watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm still catching up. I'm, I'm I'm about halfway through this week's episode of Halo. Um, um yeah <laughs> this is this is a, this is not the best episode they've had uh, uh, I do need to catch up on Billy the kid as well um and I'm also I'm not seeing this week's episode of cursed films but I do want to talk about that for just a second I don't know Curtis, if you've caught up with it on shutter or not, not uh, they did an episode I mean the first episode of the season was weird because they did the Wizard of Oz right and it was not horror related at all I mean you know they're talking to like family members of people who worked on the film and they're talking with Adam Savage and they're talking about other, you know, other stuff, but it was just kind of an odd start to the season. But since then it's picked up, they did an episode on, I don't know if you've seen the movie stalker. It's a Russian Ukrainian film. Uh, I, I know of it, you know, of it. yeah, they've done it, an yeah. episode on that. That was really good. They did an episode on the serpent and the rainbow, Oh God. Uh, which oh, was wow. really good. And then this <laughs> week's episode that I've not watched it is on Hannibal, Holo- cannibal Holocaust. Okay. As opposed to Hannibal Holocaust, which I about said, uh, Hannibal Holocaust, Holocaust. So I'm looking forward to uh, checking that one out. Okay. Uh, also, uh, they're not here, but uh, Dusty said that he started watching uh, Outer Range on Amazon Prime. It is a western of sorts. Uh, it stars Josh Brolin. He's like got a ranch, but apparently there's like a portal to the multiverse on his ranch or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He said, just check it out. It's one of those shows that uh, has you head scratching throughout, but in a good way. So check that out. Yeah, I started uh, started so it'll come up in my continue so pull watching yeah, yeah. thing. I so. forgot that I still had Shudder. So <laughs> <laughs> be sure to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're paying for it. You might as well watch it. <laughs> um, and then also starting this week, I have not seen it yet. But Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, premiered this week. So everybody who's seen it has said it's pretty darn good. So hmm. be checking that out. That stars uh, Anson Mount as Commander Pike. Uh, <laughs> no spoilers. 
it's a big weekend for Anson Mount, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds and other projects he's got going on. So be sure to check that out. Paramount. Paramount Plus. Yep. All right. Well, if you've enjoyed this or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost a thing, and it really is one of the best ways you can show your support for the show. Thanks again to Kenny and to Curtis for being here this week. Thanks, everybody, listening to the podcast whenever and wherever you are catching us. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. Again, my name is Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you right back here next week for another brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast where we will be drafting our ultimate music festival lineup. You get to pick four bands and or solo acts to create Ugh. a music festival lineup. <laughs> four is not enough. I know, but yeah. you got to pick four. So it's a four, and this is a – and we'll talk about it next week. Just but, pretend but it's, it's the headliners. It yeah, doesn't matter if they've – it doesn't matter what era they're from. It's You get to you know, you know you get to play God, and you get to put together Heaven or Hell's <laughs> lineup, but you also can use existing uh, bands and – solo acts as well so uh, it's your ultimate music festival lineup so we'll talk about that next week on the show but until then be safe be healthy be happy we'll see you later laters gators stay frosty This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.